What's up, whole world? Welcome to Storytime with Cedric, episode number 60. And in this episode, I'm going to review Coming to America, the sequel. I'm also going to tell the story of the first time I rode a treadmill with disastrous goddamn results. And then finally, we're going to talk about um, my experience with the coronavirus vaccine. So thank you guys for listening. I appreciate you checking in with me, and I hope you enjoy my stories. All right. Let's uh, let's uh, do one of these sponsors things, and then we'll get into my stories. All right, thanks. See you in a bit. Bye. Well, not bye. I'm coming right back after this sponsor segment. See you in a bit. All right, just just listen to me. What's up, whole world? Welcome to Storytime with Cedric, episode number sixty. So, can we talk about Coming to America, the sequel, right quick? I really, really, really wanted to like this movie. And I was very excited about this sequel coming out. Thursday night, I watched the original, the classic, Coming to America. And I've seen this movie a bunch of times, but I just wanted to watch it and have it fresh on my mind as I watched the sequel. And I have to tell you, I got to be honest with you. The first maybe 10 to 15 minutes, they it was a little slow. It started a little bit slow. I got a rule when I go to the movies or I watch a new television show, I give it 10 minutes. I, I call it the 10-minute rule. And if I feel like I'm looking at some bullshit for 10 minutes, I cut the shit off. And let me tell you something. I'm watching this movie with my wife, and we looking at each other like, man, I don't know about this shit. I feel like I'm looking at some bullshit right here. But, um... The scene where James Earl Jones and, you know, in Vogue shows up and Salt and Pepper shows up. Like, once you get right there, then the movie starts to take off. Then the story starts to make sense and it starts to get really good after that. When the movie was over, I felt good. I was like, oh, man, this was a really good movie. I really enjoyed it. So, um, that's my only negative about the movie. It had a slow start. That motherfucker was slow coming out the blocks. But then once it picked up and once it started rolling, it got good. Um, I enjoyed all the characters from the original that came back to the sequel. That was pretty cool. It might have been one or two that wasn't there. But all the characters, you know, Arsenio Hall is the the crazy-ass reverend. And the the dudes from the barbershop was there. And, like, little characters from here and there all got little cameos in the movie. And this movie got a lot of new faces in there, uh, a lot of new characters in there. Tiana Taylor was in it. She did, she was funny. I thought she was funny. Michael Blackson, Trevor Noah. Um, they were funny. You know, Leslie Jones was hilarious. Tracy Morgan was hilarious. Let me tell you something about Leslie Jones. Um, there's a scene in the movie that kind of got, it kind of caught me off guard because Leslie Jones is, you know, she does a lot of comedic stuff, a lot of funny, a lot of silly shit. But there's one scene in the movie where I went, wait a minute, you know, and I think that Leslie Jones is going to get a drama role and she's going to kill it. She's going to shock the whole world. You know, a lot of comics, they, they, you used to seeing them in a a comedic light, uh, a la, uh, Monique, Jim Carrey, Jamie Foxx, people like that. Even Adam Sandler. And then you see him in a drama role, a serious role, and they and they, they knock it out the park, they blow it up, and it catches you off guard. I think Leslie Jones 
is going to do that. And she's going to fuck up everybody. We're going to know what the fuck happened. So you heard it here first. Let's get Leslie Jones in a drama role so she can shock the world. Um, I saw something in that movie. I think she can do it. The scene where the queen gives her the necklace. And I was like, wow, you know, okay, I see, I see. That's some good acting right there. But anyway, um, I really liked it. I'm, I'm going to watch it again tomorrow. I thought it was really good. Um, it was funny. It was silly. And I liked, uh, even Lunell had a part in there. You know what I liked? Um, some comics only had, you know, one or two scenes or not a lot of talking in the, in the, in the scenes. But they didn't try to like blow up or try to steal the scene. They just was they they played their part. They got their little lines in, and that was it. And I liked it. Nobody tried to outshine nobody else. Eddie Murphy did his thing. Arsenio Hall did their thing, and I really enjoyed the movie. So if you haven't seen it, check it out. I think you'll enjoy it if you can make it past the first 10 to 15 minutes of this movie. First 10, 15 15 move 10, 15 minutes, bullshit. After that, it gets really good. And the um when the movie was over, like I'm watching the movie and I'm like, the only thing, you remember in the first coming to America, the, 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 when Eddie Murphy's dressed up like the old Jewish guy and he tells the story about the suit. So when the movie's over, you know, I felt like I, I felt complete and I was like, damn, the only thing missing was like a little joke from the little Jewish dude during the credits. And as soon as I said it, boom, the shit popped off. So I enjoyed the movie. I think you'll enjoy it too. Uh, I give it a, I give it a, um, I give it a B plus. Thought it was really good, and I think you'll enjoy it. All right, man. Let's um, let's take a break and come back with a story. Welcome back to Story Time with Cedric. Um, let's get to a story, man. So this story takes place, ooh, years ago. I probably was 13, 14, seventh grade. It's right around the time I was in seventh grade. I was in seventh grade. I was very active as far as sports. I was on the track team. I wrestled. I worked out. And, um, you know, at the school, we had a gym. We had weights and shit and leg presses. But the one thing that we didn't have that I always wanted to try was a treadmill. And, uh, you know, when it came to running, they just took us to the school. We ran around the, uh, the school. We ran around the building. Or we ran through the hallways. Or they'll take us out to the stadium and make us run the stairs and shit out there. But I always wanted to run on a treadmill. We just didn't have anything, you know, close by. And one day I was at church. There was a gentleman by the name of Ronald Thomas. This guy worked out at the YMCA all the time. And I heard him talk about going and I asked him if I could go with him. And, um... Of course, he's like, yeah, you can come. Just make sure it's cool with your mom or whatever. So my mom is cool with it. He's going to come pick me up like a couple, like that next Saturday or whatever it was. We'll go work out. So I get down to the gym. I'm excited because I finally get to get my ass on the treadmill. And, um, you know, we get there, go to the locker room, change clothes, put my little running shoes on. I'm excited. I go out to the, um, you know, to the room where all the equipment sat and it's ellipticals out there and all kind of shit. I'm, I'm, I'm looking, I'm scoping where the goddamn treadmills at. So I see one. That's the one I want to get on. So the first thing I do is stretch. And you got to stretch out first, warm your legs up. And uh, I go over there. Ronald gets on the exercise bike. Hey, you want to get on the, on the bike first and warm up? I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. I, I stretched. I'm going to just go straight to the treadmill. I'm straight. So Ronald's on the bike. Now, 
I'm the, the the bikes are like facing the front, and then the treadmills are in front of the bikes, right? So when I'm on the treadmill and I look to the right, I see all the bikes facing me. So I hop on the treadmill. The first thing I do is I put the bike on like five miles an hour, and I'm got I got like a little brisk, little light jog going, but I'm trying to break up, I'm trying to break a little sweat before I go. I start going fast, right? So. I'm on that bitch for like a half a mile. Okay, now I'm ready to turn this bitch up to see what's up with this treadmill. So the, the fastest that the treadmill could go was 15 miles an hour. And instead of going five, six, seven, eight, working my way up, I just typed in one, five, enter. And that bitch, it took off. It sounded like a microwave kicking off. And I'm trying to keep up with it. And I'm running and I'm hauling ass trying to keep up with this treadmill and I'm doing my thing and I'm impressed. I've, I'm, I'm, I've impressed myself by being able to hang with this treadmill. I look to the right because I want to make sure Ronald can see me on this treadmill. And when I look over to the right, Ronald ain't over there. I see his, the bike he was on. I see his bike, but I don't see Ronald. And I'm like, damn, I think, where the fuck did Ronald go? And now I'm looking around, which is the worst thing that you can do when you're running at 15 miles an hour on a goddamn treadmill. So I'm running, and I'm looking to the right, and I'm looking to the left, and I'm looking in the mirror to see if there's reflection somewhere. I don't know where he's at. And then I made a big-ass mistake. You ever been on a treadmill, and your feet kind of hit the tread, but it kind of hit the side of the treadmill at the same time? You kind of lose your footing? I did that at 15 miles an hour. And what happens when you do that shit at 15 miles an hour? You fall and you bust your ass all over this treadmill. And when you fall on a treadmill, you just don't fall on the motherfucker. The treadmill dismisses your ass. It spits you off of it. So I'm running. I step on the side. Woo! Bam! Hit my ass. And then it just spit me off the back of this motherfucker into the wall. Hard as shit. Bam! So I'm fucking laying there fucked up. I skint my knee on the goddamn belt. And it's a room... Full of motherfuckers working out. None of these motherfuckers came to check to see if I was alive or okay. So I'm <laughs> fucking laying there and uh, finally I get myself together and I stand up. When I stand up, somebody did come and check on me. I guess they wanted to make sure that I was alive before they came over. So I get up, dust myself off. I'm cool. And you know what I did? I got the fuck back on that goddamn treadmill. But this time I turned the speed down seven miles an hour so I got my little two mile run in my feelings was hurt my pride was hurt but I finished and uh I always remember every time I get on the treadmill I always can you know you got to make sure you're paying attention because if you fall you will fuck yourself up on these treadmills but um that's my treadmill story man it's a true story that ever happened you ever fell off a treadmill that shit hurts anyway hope you liked it let's do one more story I'll be back in a minute What's up, whole world? Welcome back to Storytime with Cedric, episode number 60. And let's get into another story. Um, so this story takes place about a week ago. Yeah, about a week ago, to be honest. I just recently got my um, coronavirus vaccine. Got that shit. And um, it wasn't too bad. I got the one that you got to get two. Like, you get one, and you got to go back in like 25 days or whatever it is to get the second one. And everybody is giving me all the horror stories, 
Oh, I got the second one and I had a fever for two days. My shit was 105 for two days. Oh, I went deaf in one ear. All these scary stories. Um, a lot of people aren't going to get it. And that's your prerogative. I felt like it was the best thing for me and my family was to get it, was to do it. And at first I wasn't going to do it. I think I was more nervous than anything else. And I thought about it. I was in the United States Army. I was in the United States military. And I got a shitload of vaccines. So when I thought about it like that, I don't give a fuck about coronavirus vaccine. You know how many vaccines I got when I was in the military? I got the malaria pills. I got um, the smallpox vaccine. Um, I got the anthrax vaccine. That shit hurts. That motherfucker hurts. Let me tell you about some of these vaccines that I got. And that's why it was easy for me to decide to get the coronavirus vaccine. Because the other ones, I got them already. So, what the fuck is one more? So, I remember when I was in the Army. And I was getting ready to deploy. It was going to Iraq. And they sent us all down to get um to get our shots updated. So, everybody had to get the anthrax vaccine. This is because... You know, we didn't know if they were going to use chemical weapons when we went down there and all this shit. So we had to wear our gas mask all the time. And we had to get this anthrax vaccine. And they sent the whole unit to the gym. And they got all these nurses and the doctors and shit down there administering these shots. And I remember it was a dude in my unit. This was the thuggest motherfucker I ever met in my whole life. I don't know how he made it through basic training. But um, he's standing in front of me in line. But he's not talking. He's usually talking. He's talking about Oakland shit. E-40. You know, he's talking about the Bay. And always talking about something hella this and hella that and Oakland related. But he was just quiet. Just, he just, motherfucker just wasn't talking. And he was nervous. I'm looking at his face. I'm like, my man, you all right? He's like, I'm good. He just, I could tell he was nervous. So he's in front of me. He gets his shot. They put you in a chair. And the process is they give you the shot. And they make you go sit in the bleachers and you wait for 15 minutes to make sure you don't have no adverse reactions before they release you. You don't have no adverse reactions, you're good to go. So they get this motherfucker the shot. Boom! And uh, he stands up, he takes two steps, and this motherfucker starts losing consciousness. <sighs> so they got to hold him by the arms and walk his ass over to the bleachers and he sits down. And I'm next. So I'm, I was already kind of nervous, but I'm trying to act like I ain't nervous. But I see this shit and it ain't making no better. And I get the shot, man. And that motherfucker hurts. I mean, it feels like somebody putting the, the, the fire sauce from Taco Bell in your arm. Like, they gave me the shot. Bam! And the shot felt like a normal shot. The shot itself didn't hurt that bad. But when I got up and started walking to the bleachers, my arms started burning. I mean, better than a motherfucker. So, I went over to the bleachers and sat down till my arm calmed down. And I was good. So the anthrax shot is no joke. And I remember when I was in basic, they used to give us the, um, it wasn't even a needle. It was like this high pressure air gun that they used to do. And they, you, you all, you know, you, they got you all lined up and like next and you step up and they get on both arms at the same time. And it's like, and they hit you in both arms and you can't move because if you move your arm, it'll rip you down. It'll tear your skin open. So you gotta be very careful with them shits. I remember, um, I got a shot when I went to, um, I was in Fort Lewis, and I was going to go to NTC, and they had, they gave me some shot. I don't know what that shit was, and um, 
the, there was a lady that was giving the shots. She was this old ass lady. This bitch should have been retired because her hands were shaking. That's the first thing I noticed. Her hands were shaking. I'm like, why the fuck is she giving shots and her hands are shaking like that? And once again, the motherfucker in front of me passed out. And so I'm next. And they picking this motherfucker up, walking his ass off. And I'm next. I'm sitting in the chair. And um, she's trying to, you know, small talk while she's wiping my arm with the little alcohol pad and shit. And she stuck the needle in my arm, like right where your arm bends up, the little vein right there. And I knew it was going bad because when she stuck the needle in, my whole hand started hurting. I don't know if she had a nerve or what. My whole hand started to hurt. And um, she takes the needle out. And she says, all right, go over there and sit down for 10 minutes. And I was like, all right. So I go. I sit the fuck down. I'm looking at my arm. I look at it. And I got a bubble growing on my arm. Like it's a fucking bubble under my skin. So I'm like, what the fuck is this? So I go over to the lady. And I go, excuse me. uh, Is this supposed to happen like this? She said, oh, my God. So she grabs me and rushes my ass down the hall. Puts me in a room by myself. She says, take this towel, put it on your arm, put pressure on it, and don't leave this room until I come back to come get you. I'm like, all right. And I'm just sitting in there hoping I'll die. I think I was very close to having an embolism. And I think that this bitch almost killed me. So that's what happened. But it's because of shit like that in the military, those shots in the military, I wasn't really afraid of the corona, the coronavirus vaccine. And I remember... um. With the malaria pills. I learned my lesson with them fucking malaria pills. Anybody that's been deployed to Afghanistan or Iraq or any of them fucked up sandy places was probably um, given malaria pills to take. Because the word is that the mosquitoes can give you malaria. And malaria is very fucked up if you get it. And so my unit got there about a week before I did. I had some family emergencies I had to deal with. So when I got there, my unit was already there. They was already set up. And I remember everybody's cots, they had mosquito nets around their tent, around their cots. And I'm like, why the fuck I got these mosquito nets in here? Oh, man, these mosquitoes is out of control. Man, you better put a mosquito net up. I'm like, man, y'all acting like some bitches. I ain't scared of no fucking mosquitoes. So the first night, I lay in my cot. And it's like 110 degrees in this motherfucker. I ain't got no clothes. I got my boxer shorts on, and that's it. No shirt, no socks, no pajama bottoms, no PTs, nothing. Just my underwear. I'm laying in the bed on my back, and I slept just like that, sweating my ass off all night. The next morning, I woke up. When I tell you the mosquitoes made a souffle out of my ass, everywhere that a motherfucker could get bit, I got bit that night by a goddamn mosquito. I had bumps all over my body. But I still had to go to work, so I had to put my clothes on. My IVA is sweat, it's sweaty, and when I started sweating, my body started burning because of all the bites from the mosquitoes. It was a very fucked up couple of days. Um, it almost felt like I had heat rash, but the mosquitoes fucked me up. So of course that night I went back, and got me some mosquito net, and put that shit around my cot. And um, you know, sometimes you gotta learn the hard way, and in that situation, I learned the hard way. Anyway, man, that's my story about um, getting this coronavirus shit, this vaccine. And um, if you think about getting it, if you think about not getting it, please reconsider. You know, they're getting ready to lift these motherfucking, these mandates. This, 
we ain't got to wear masks no more. And they're going to open these, these businesses back up. And I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. Because everybody's not vaccinated yet. But all the businesses is about to go back normal. And people are getting ready to start going out again. And so the virus is going to spread. You know, in about a month, we're going to go, well, I don't know why the number is a fucking elevated again. I'm going to tell you why. Because half the motherfuckers is getting ready to take these masks off. They don't have vaccinations yet. Why don't we get everybody vaccinated first? At least 85%. Let's get these motherfuckers vaccinated first. Then we take the mask off. Then we go back to 100%. Then we open the schools back up. Just my opinion. Well, anyway, hope you guys enjoy my podcast tonight. I got some more shit coming. Thank you for listening. And um, the more you listen, the more I'm going to put out. God bless and good night.